Kalali Sol has a saying, Mi Moshe Vad Moshe, lo kam Moshe, from Moshe referring to Moshe Rabbeinu until Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon, the Rambam, there was none like Moshe, referring to Hekef of Kala Torah Kula, you know, Moshe Benu Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe, he gave us the whole Torah, and the Rambam codified the whole Torah, and not just in one place, not just in, in one area, aside from all of Halacha in the Mishnah Torah, you know, he gave us Hashkafa in the Maranavuchim, gave us actually uh, keys to Lomdus and how to properly decipher the Talmud, in his Pirush HaMishnayis, and particularly in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, and most particularly in the 14 Shorashim, at the beginning of the Sefer HaMitzvahs, Chuvas, Igras. And it could be said that Mi Moshe Vad Moshe, from Rabbeinu Moshe Ben Maimon, until Rabbeinu Moshe Shapira, Lo Kam Kemoshe, in the way that uh, Ramosh Shapira also was an Isha Eshkolot, Isha Kulobo, as is coming out in all the Hespedim, it's, uh, but it was well known before that uh, he had Kola Torah Kula, and he had it in integrated way. You know, it wasn't uh, that he had uh, the Lomdas and the Halacha and the Hashkafa and the Kabbalah as separate entities. He had it all, and he had it all as an integrated system, much like Rabbeinu Harambam, and uh, like others in history, like the Ramchal, that just had it all and had it all down pat and had it all integrated. And uh, that maybe uh, could explain, uh, be, uh, I'll say, a reason why Rav Moshe had a very, very special affinity towards all the writings of the Rambam and much of his shiurim were built on Rambam. And we're not just talking about uh, whatever he said, you know, in, in Lomdus when he was Isaac in Taurus or whatever, any other sugya he would uh, give shir on. We're talking about in Hashkafa, we're talking about in Machshava, we're talking about in Kabbalah, that we've had many shirim from him that uh, the base of the shir could be a Rambam in the Pirush HaMishnais or even a Rambam in the Mishnah Torah. And he saw in it, you know, in the Rambam's Lashon Hazav, as already the later day Rishonim already said about the Rambam, they had a unique gift for language. Lashon Hazav, they used to call it. A tongue of gold, you know, borrowing the term that it was joined in, in Tanakh, means a piece of gold, but the Lashon, tongue. So Lashon Hazav is something that the Rishonim and Achram say about the Rambam's way of writing that he was able to encode so much in such an accurate way. We mentioned in the stories that Ramosha told about the Briskorov, that the Briskorov had a special gift of just seeing things in a Rambam, that once he pointed out, you can't see the Rambam differently. Uh, and Ramosha was like that, but not just in seeing in every word of the Rambam another diktuk in halacha, another diktuk in how to be Magdi or something in Lomdus, but he also saw in the way the Rambam spoke and how examples that the Rambam gave allusions to ideas in Hashkafa, philosophy, and even Kabbalah. <coughs> Ramosha's uh, approach to the Rambam was uh, very much the approach of Rav Gershon Hanach of Radzin, 
the Baal Soda Yishorim, the Baal Atchelas. And the truth is, he had a very special affinity to the writings of the Beis Yankov and the Sod Yishorim, you know, the, uh, the Admarim of Beis Radzin. He, he, as a matter of fact, in my very first encounter with Rav Moshe all those years ago, he directed me to learn those Sfarim. And I realized that he had uh, adopted the Shita of uh, Rav Gershon Henoch, that uh, firmly believes that the Rambam was Zoha to Kabbalah, that his uh, Torah was complete and lacking nothing, which included in that was that he was Zoha to Inyone Kabbalah, even though it is classically believed that the Rambam did not have Kabbalah, uh, didn't know from it even, as there are many that say, but... Uh, like I just said, the Radziner in his Hakdama to the Beis Yaakov Ambracious has uh, quite a few pages with uh, some very uh, convincing evidence that if the Rambam didn't have Kabbalah, he was Mechaven Lamitas HaKabbalah through his you know, deep, deep learning, his unceasing Amelus, his encyclopedic knowledge, and his Sechol Yoshar, his very straight lucid way of thinking was omed an amitas hadvarim that are ole bekona echad with the kabbalah ha-amitis. You know, this research of the Radziner was uh, furthered one generation later by Rav Ruve Margolius, who has a kuntras that's printed in a uh, volume called Pninim, and that kuntras is called Harambam Vazor, taking it a few steps further, that uh, trying to show convincing evidence that the Rambam must have had the Zohar, you know, even though we're talking about uh, two whole generations before it was publicized by Ramosha de Leon, brought out to the public then, he must have had it. And uh, one could see many confirmations that the Zohar is legit uh, by things that the Rambam says, and there's no source for the Divrei Rambam other than in the Zohar. And you know, anyone who's rogul in the Rambam knows that, especially the Mishnah Torah, everything he says is sourced. He viewed himself as saying, you know, Mamish, the solas nakia of what's clear from the Talmud and from the Psokim of the Gaonim. One can count, perhaps on one hand, the amount of times that the Rambam says Yireli in the Mishnah Torah, which is saying that he's saying is his own Chiddush, the amount of times he says Yireli is maybe four or five times. Uh, if anyone thinks it's much more than that, please let me know. But uh, I'm only aware of two or three off the top of my head, and maybe there's five or six. Uh, the Rambam is, uh, everything was clearly, clearly sourced in his mind. He regretted, he writes in a Chuvah, that he didn't write a index of Mara Mekoymus of where he got all his psukim from. He thought people could figure it out you know, by themselves. And he had harot on it because once uh, someone came to him and asked him, where did you get this halacha from? He says, it's from the Ikra Sugya. And the person said, I looked there and the Rambam also looked at it. He was quite confused and he realized it was a halacha that was mentioned in a different mesechta, not where the Ikra Sugya is. It was mentioned Bederach Agav, but that's sometimes a Gemara's Machria on a Shaila that in the Iker Sugya, the Iker place, it was 
bleibt teku, or was a bayad lo ifshita, and then, you know, agav urcha, agav the pilpon, another mesachta, the, uh, the Gemara resolves the Shaila, and the Rambam, you know, collated from there, and he didn't remember, they took it from there, and he wrote, that's when he had harata, and he said if he lives long enough and if he's healthy, he'll write Mara Makoimus on the Gantz Mishnah Torah, but Lo Istaya Milsa, and that's what the Kesev Mishnah does, and the Magad Mishnah does, and the Lecha Mishnah do. They first and foremost source where the Rambam got in, there's almost always a Mufurusha source. So there's a lot of things in the Rambam's Mishnah Torah or in the Sefer Mitzvahs that there's no other source for what he says other than the Zohar. All right, it's something to think about. Uh, it's Machlokas Bim Koma Omedes, but there's definitely a very uh, uh, solid school of thought and uh, some very solid evidence that can't be dismissed that the Rambam either had the Zohar or uh, was Zohar, you know, we call his Amelus and all the material they did have, and his uh, unceasing uh, contemplation of it, uh, that he was zochet to epiphanies that were ole bekana echad with the czar. Uh, I asked Ramosha, you know, uh, your approach of being uh, miyashev the Rambam with the czar and the mekubalim, uh, where does it come from? I asked him that once, after a shir. And he says, katuv ba mishnah. Person learns Torah Lishma that the Rambam definitely did, that the Rambam was a, quite a zealot about learning Torah Lishma, as per what he writes in the fourth parak of Ovis, in Pirishta Mishnayas, and what he writes in Hilchos uh, Talmud Torah at the end of Hilchos Tshuva. You know, that <laughs> he's very strict about learning Torah Lishma, Ayin Shum. Right, so a person who learns Torah Shema, Zohar Dvarim Harbe, and amongst the things they Zohar, Megan Lo Razei Torah. So the Rambam was Zohar, you know, Megan Lo Razei Torah. Now the truth is, you know, one has to at least give the Rambam credence for what he writes about himself. Uh, he does write in the Maranavuchim that this is a book about Maisa Bresh, it's a Maisa Markava, this is a book about Sisrei Torah, and he talks about that even the, uh, describing the different levels of revelation that there are, he says, even Ha'or Ha'muad Ha'zorech Aleinu Lefamim, even the light that shines on us sometimes, you know, talking about that he had experiences, that he had his insights, his breakthroughs. So even if it's not like lighting up the sky, which is like real prophecy, it's like the, uh, like the flashlight, it's like the light that comes from gems, he likens the experience that we are shy to, we referring to himself, you know, of, of having uh, breakthroughs to hop, you know, to apprehend, to uh, attain understanding of abstract ideas. Yeah, so he definitely thought he was Omid on Sisrei Torah. The question is whether he was Mechavin to uh, the same thing that the Mekubalim talk about or not, but he himself thought he got there to whatever extent is possible given the uh, material that he had to work with. So uh, Ramesh was very much from that shita, and and uh, and I have to say when when he said shir, it sounded very convincing, yeah, but not just uh, like by tying uh, an idea to an idea and by a long chain of reasoning, you know, uh, building a bridge, uh, which one might think was contrived, finally you know from one thing leading to another, coming to uh, Inyone Kabbalah. No, 
he would just read us a Rambam, even from the Mishnah Torah, a Rambam that you think is saying just a very dry halacha and just saying an arbitrary example, and it was shockingly convincing how he had a medrash or a zohar or a deep idea in mind. You know, whether just in like in Hilchos Tshuva, right, uh, the Rambam talks about you, know, you have free will, and you could be Tzadik Kemosha or Rasha Kiyaravam. You know, just the very examples, Moshe versus Yeravam. The Rambam had in mind the Mishnah and others that Moshe Zacha Vezicha Sarabim and Yeravam Zmachti Sarabim. Why is that called the epitome of Tzidkos? Why is that called the epitome of Rishus being a Mezaka Sarabim? Is the epitome of being a tzaddik to bring schus to others, you know, and to be mechayev the Rambam, you know, is the epitome of being a rasha. It's clear that the Rambam, you know, it wasn't an arbitrary example. He had that Mishnah in mind, and yeah, you know, this was just one example that that's off the top of my head. But that's the way he was in Rambam. That the Rambam was the master of Kol Tarakula. He believed that in Rambam, you find everything, including sod. Uh, now, again, I can't stress enough that the Rambam believed in Sod and believed he was Omed al Sod. The only machlokis is whether the Sodos of the Rambam, what the Rambam called the Sod that he was Omed on, is Ole Bekona Echad, is to be, is reconcilable with the Sodos of the Bali Kabbalah. But if the Rambam was, in his opinion, in his own opinion, a Baal Sod, that is clear. And uh, that, that is, it's something that even uh, gets mentioned in the Yudgimu Ikram themselves that the Rambam laid down. And the Rambam says in the eighth Ikr, you have to believe that every word of Torah has infinite wisdom, plus and kates. You just have to open, beg Kodesh Baruch Hu to open your eyes, like Daramelch Davin, Galenayva Bittenfels Mitar Secha. And the Rambam was saying that on Psukim in the Torah to talk about stories. About the others and their, their and their flock, you know, and the beeros. <laughs> so you say every it has infinite wisdom. So of course, infinite wisdom means it's there's sud, and yeah, that's what it means. You have to beg God to open your eyes. There's a there's a deeper layer there, right? And that's part of our emuna that every word of Torah is equally as deep and equally as. Uh, as meaningful and significant, and that only becomes clear with Torah Sassod, and that's we have to beg God, Gal Enai, Vabit Nifos Mitar Sech, open my eyes and let me see the wonders of your Torah. And Agav, the Lushan of that Rambam in the eighth Iker, also is one of the big, big <laughs> riots that they bring that the Rambam had Zor, because that's perfectly parallel to a Lushan in Zor that Rabbi Shimon says, anyone who thinks the stories in the Torah are just saying stories and historical data. You know, he's not getting it, and he has to, it, there's tremendous sod there, and he has to daven to Hashem. The Rambam practically, you know, took the words from the Zohar. That's one of the more, one of the very convincing uh, proofs that the Rambam had the Zohar. Um, okay, but I, I uh, readily admit that this uh, remains a machlokas, but uh, the machlokas is whether the sod and the philosophy of the Rambam is the Kabbalah, or uh, it's his own sod that he was omed on through his own amelus and havona, and it may not always be reconcilable with the Kabbalah. That's the Machlokas. Right? But that the Rambam was, in his own opinion, a Baal sod, and he was Osik and Maisa Bracious and Osik and Maisa Merkava? Absolutely. That's what the whole Maranavuchim is about. <coughs> or touches upon, I should say.
Anyways, uh, like I said, uh, Ramosha was very much from that school of thought that they, uh, that they believed very firmly, that the Rambam was Omed al-Amita Sasod. And he was very much mechadish in that line. Like I said, the shirim were very convincing because it wasn't like, you know, building far-fetched connections. Sometimes it was in the very words of the Rambam, showing us the Yukim in the Rambam that when you point out this Zohar, you point out this Ari, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. It's rather convincing that the Rambam seemingly meant that because it, it fits the words so well. Yeah, again... Many made drachim in Torah, so I want to share with you uh, one of his uh, very big chidushim on this, in reconciling the Rambam with the Kabbalah, because there are sides from the Etzem idea, which is uh, wonderful in its own right, totally wondrous. Uh, there's just also in the story surrounding it a lesson about, uh, about Gidre Talmud Torah, uh, he once came into Shear. Uh, he was uh, shooken up. He was uh, distraught, and it comes out that uh, I found out at the at the in course of Shear became out. It was apparent that one of his Talmidim set over a shita of his in reconciling the Rambam and the Mekubalim, and the, the issue is regarding what the Rambam writes in many places. Kishuf is nonsense. It, it's it's Hevel Varik, Kishuf is nothing, it's nonsense, fools believe in it. You know, talking about Kishuf and Kochosara, Kochosatoma, witchcraft, sorcery, all these things, it's all nonsense. It's all Sheker V'chazov. And the Torah answered it, but it's all Shtuyot. Right, which uh, people have taken to understand that the Rambam is, uh, in essence, arguing on, you know, uh, the Mekubalim, let's say, uh, not just the Mekubalim, you know, uh, even some of the Baliyah Pshat and the seemingly, uh, the very uh, literal, uh, literal meaning of uh, some uh, statements in Chazal that talk about witchcraft as being, uh, you know, a real force, a real force to be reckoned with. I mean, it's also, and it's, and it's evil, but it's a real force, it works, it's... Kishuf shematchishim pamaya shamala, the Gemara says. It encounters the heavenly assembly. Like it's a real force that pushes against uh, what, you know, the, how heaven wants to arrange things. It pushes back. It's makhish pamaya shamala. Example, you know, one chazal, a glaring chazal like that. Uh, you know, and uh, the Mekubam talk about, you know, the spheres of the sitra achra. Right? There's, you know, how the psalis of the Midas, you know, uh, formed a real force. A real force. There's a real uh, lethal force that, uh, God forbid, could be harnessed and do damage. Yeah. So, I mean, seemingly the Rambam was, uh, you know, it's one of the shittas that seemingly, uh, you know, he, he was criticized for by the Vilna Gon. You know, he didn't see the Pardes. Uh, <coughs> Right, it's one of these uh, issues that uh, many those who were learning in Kabbalah felt that the Rambam was off on this, and it's because he didn't have Kabbalah. So uh, Ramosha said a uh, very he had a very interesting uh, you know, spin, you know, to be miyash of the Rambam, because uh, he he deeply believed in this uh, derech 
that that the Rambam's uh, you know had called Tarakula, and he wasn't chaser anything, and he was so he wasn't chaser Kabbalah either. So even if he writes in certain places, you know, we lost our Masora and Sisrei Torah. So Megalo Razi the Rambam through his Amelus was and was revealed to him. So with that deep conviction, he said a very interesting idea. Uh, and I'm saying it over in my own words. This was an hour-long shir and was said with great emotion because uh, he has one of the, what had happened that week was that one of his Talmidim uh, said over his shita in a yeshiva that he taught in, and there was backlash. The Russian yeshiva of that yeshiva said that's historical revisionism, what he'd made doing, putting the Rambam with Kabbalah, and, and for some reason the whole thing got out of hand and the, 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 the Rosh Yeshiva of that Yeshiva took a poll amongst other Rosh Yeshiva, what do you say about this? And the answer came back very negative. No, the Rambam didn't know Kabbalah, and, and it's, it's, it's an evil and it's historical revisionism to try to make the Rambam into a Makubal. And, and uh, this Talmud reported the whole backlash to Reb Moshe, and Reb Moshe was very uh, upset by it and decided to... Uh, give this shear to us, even though it didn't, wasn't part of uh, the regular continuation of what we were learning the week before, uh, gave the shear with a lot of emotion, a lot of passion. And uh, the idea is as follows, and, I, I, and I'm summarizing an hour-long shear in my own words, and I'm giving my own muscle, uh, which he did not say at the time, but I do believe it, it is the best way to say this in brief. His approach is like this, very simply. You know, even if evil hurts a lot, it doesn't mean it really exists. So first and foremost, invoking you know, the, that very same Gemara and Sanhedrin from the same Masechta. You know, Sanhedrin, even though it says, you know, Kishuf Makishim Pamashma, Gemara and Sanhedrin also says, Ein od milvado. That there is none other than Hashem. Only one real power, only Hashem. That includes that Lidvar Kshafim, even the Kishuf, that's called Machish Palmaya Shomala. Still, even this, with all its lethal force, that it could contradict the heavenly assembly, seemingly, seemingly, still, Hakkarish Baruch is the one and only real power. So, simple point. Nothing is real like God is real. So, what? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is MS, he's Eino Movado, and therefore the Torah, and all that is good, is real. Why? Because it's what God wants. Vayalu Kim Kitov, Vayalu Kim Kitov. He declared, you know, reality that he created good. He, Eino HaKadosh Hu Miachet Shmala So he, and his Torah, Hu MS, Vitoroso MS, and everything that he calls the good. Right, it's something that he's miyachet shmolav and miyachet shmolarah. He will not have his name associated with evil. Right? So that's all real because he's real. And so since Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the absolute reality, so he's real, and whatever he wants is real because it comes from him. Right, and he wants it, as opposed to what he doesn't want. Ergo, what he doesn't want does not exist the same way as what he does want, because what he does want is associated with him, and he is real, and what he doesn't want is not associated with him, so it's not equally as real. Right? <clears throat> so, that being the case, uh, that's, you know, that being the case, and, you know, and this is what the Rambam, he feels really, really meant, right? is that, you know, what we call Ra, 
doesn't really exist. Right? Kishuf doesn't really exist. Right? That doesn't mean that something that doesn't exist can't do serious harm. As he went on to explain Barichus, and I, I think I could summarize it with one very simple historical example. Probably the greatest evil, the greatest villain of all times, I think uh, I'm not going out of limb, on limb if I say the greatest villain of all times was Adolf Hitler, Yamachmov Zichro. I don't know if Nebuchadnezzar or Titus killed six million Jews. I don't know if, um, if there were six million Jews in the world at the time. You know, <clears throat> you know, and, uh, and, and if, you, if someone could prove to you that Nebuchadnezzar or Titus uh, were worse than Hitler, so Hitler's a close third place, you know, definitely up there. Right? But I, I think, uh, I'm not going to live and say he was probably the most evil person of all history. I don't know if any single human being killed so many Yidin first and foremost, and secondarily so many other human beings in the short five, six years that he was in power. <clears throat> anyway, a man, you know, totally evil, right? And he got a civilized nation like the German people who, to, up to that point, were the most advanced, cultured, and uh, refined people in the world. Got them to become, you know, murderous animals. And how? What did he do? What did he do to unleash that lethal, lethal force? What did he do? What is Nazism, Be'etzem? Let's just say it like this. Nazism is probably the greatest evil that there is. What is Nazism? It's a bunch of lies. It's just a series of lies. Dovar Shalohaya, Velo Nivra. You know, whether it's you know, the, the idea of, of uh, a master race, whether it's the idea that the Jew is what caused Germany to fall during World War I, whether it's the Jew is the world conspiracy, the Jew is the, uh, you know, is the one that's afflicting the world. You know, he's, the Jew is like the illness that's afflicting the world. It's all Sheker V'chazav, Lohaya V'lo Nivra. It's a bunch of lies that don't exist. It doesn't mean that it doesn't do great damage, because if you believe into a lie, if you invest in it faith, it becomes your reality. So you have something, and it becomes your reality. And so it became the German people reality. They believed in something, and it destroyed us, the world, and it destroyed themselves also. Right. And the truth is, everyone knows, you know, the famous Nefshachayim and Shar Gimel, that uh, if a person would really be real, real, real with Eino Movado, nobody could hurt him. Right. To the extent that you believe in things, that's what gives those things power. You actually give those things power and bring them to life by believing in them. And God forbid you could do that with downright Sheker V'chazov. So if Shalohayavlo Nivra, believe in it, you know, acknowledge it, believe in it, you give it power over you. You give it power over you. You bring it to life. But it doesn't exist. You gave it life by give, putting faith in it. 
Right? And that's what the Nefesh Chaim says. Even Kishof, if a person is real with Enol Vara, and that's what uh, the Nefesh Chaim says was the Madrig of Rabbi Hanina, that he walked right through a den of witches, and he said, Enol Milvado, I feel the Dvar Kshofim. Right? That, you know, if you are real, that Akash was the one and only, if you're really real with that truth, can't hurt you. If you're really real with that truth, like all Nefesh Chaim says over there in Shara Gimel. Right? You know, the, the, the evil doesn't exist. You know, what, what makes it real to you, what makes it hurt and seemingly be a lethal force is the fact that you believe in it. And that's what he said. He wanted to tell you that's what the Rambam meant. These things are sheker. I mean, these things don't exist like the toiv exists. It certainly doesn't exist like God exists. Right? And it's ikr koach is from the fact that people believe in it. Right, which is also a big, you know, mavo and halacha. There are certain things that, you know, the Gemara says, only leman dechayish. If you are really afraid of it, then then don't do it, right? Or stay away. Right, just like mamash things like that in halacha. Because the extent that you're choshesh and the extent that you believe in it, that's, that's what gives it the power that it has over you. And that's what the Rambam meant, that the kishufim and, you know, and the, the, the kochosara, oral sheker, and if fools believe in it, you're right, it's all Shekhar, it doesn't really exist. Uh, and the fools believe in it. And the fools believing in it is what gives it its power. Because the perception is reality. If people believe in it, they're going to function, and, and the world's going to function based on that false perception. That false perception is going to cause, you know, and that's, perception is everything. It can even make people sick, let alone the fact that it affects the markets. When there's panic, the markets are affected. The economy is affected. People panic and do crazy things. You know, people get incited and kill and steal. And it's all shaker. That was Rav Moshe's approach. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. You know, we could sit and we could have a debate whether the Rambam really, really meant it or not, but it, brilliant it is. Right, and, uh, and, and, it, and it is, it's not just brilliant, it makes good sense. You know, the question is whether the Rambam, that's what the Rambam really thought or not, but it makes good sense, the idea makes good sense, and it's a very big hop. That's what the Rambam meant, it's a, it's a sheker, just because the sheker, because the Ra doesn't really exist the way the Tov exists, they're not equally existent, and the Ra only gets its koch because people believe in it. All very good and well. So someone in the group said, Avala Gaon Omer, she said, Lo, Masha Katupa Kabbalah. You know, so, so, you know, what the Gaon said and others that the Ram said because he didn't have Kabbalah and it's not what, you know, it's not what, you know, what the Amitasa Kabbalah would say. So Ramosha said like this a very important point and it's probably as a valuable a lesson as the, and even a bigger lesson than the whole Etzim Shir that he said on this Rambam. He said, Imagon Cholek ala Rambam Bahalacha. If the Goyen has, you know, uh, in his Biragra, we're arguing a Rambam, you know, and say that, you know, the Rambam, you know, he wasn't mechavin to the Amita of the Sugya, the Zalach is like the Tesis, right? You know, it would be perfectly acceptable and be considered to be a wonderful Shia to say a Shia being Miyash of the Rambam against Asog of the Goyen, right? right? That, that, that's called Spitz Lundus, you know, take a Shvera Rambam and be Miyash of it. So, if that's the way it is in halacha, machshava works the same way. It's not, you know, our emunus videus, right? Our, our system of philosophy, our system of faith, our system of values, right? 
it's Torah, and it, and, and it comes through the Gidrei Talmud Torah. Right, it's it's the same, just like halacha. You said it's very machlokas in halacha. It even be a machlokas about chayavei kores, right? Like beishamay matiras hatzoras laachin, right? Matir the you know the tzoras erva, you know, to be mesiabim, and beisol holds it's a chi of course. It can be a machlokas like that. It can be a machlokas, and and it's possible you miyashiv one side, whether halacha is like that side or not, but still at least to build them up from a lumdus point of view. That they, they, you know, to explain their, uh, position academically, whether the halacha is that way or not. You know, that, that you understand in halacha, that's the way it works, right? That, you know, whether the halacha is like the Rambam or not, but you can be miyashiv or Rambam and, and, uh, and get a real gishmak, you know, and, and say a beautiful chiddush being miyashiv or Rambam. Just like you could do it in Gidre halacha, you could do it in Gidre amuna also. It's all Torah, and it's all Begidre Talmud Torah. Right, there's no magic. It's all Talmud Torah. And it's all Gidre Talmud Torah. It's all Amel's Torah. And a position that you hold in Hashkafa is only as good as Uriah. No different than in Halacha. No different than in Halacha. It works the same way. Just the tools and the way to reason and that Agadita also is mitzaref as Uriah in Yonim Machshava. Okay, so, you know, I didn't say that the Gedorim are exactly the same. <clears throat> just like to uh, to bring a uh, more exact example, what I mean. Uh, we know in halacha we only work well back in the good old days when we used the drushes. We only work with the yudgil midas shatoni drushbem of Rabbi Shmuel, right? But in drush there is the lamed beis midas of Rabbi Yosi Rebeloza Benosh Rabbi Yosi Aglili. There's 32 midas that we use, but some of those midas are only used for the field of inquiry called Drush and Agadita. So that's why it means uh, the, the Gedorim are not exactly the same, but it's, it's Gidre Talmatar. There are Midas Shatorni dresses by them that are to be applied. There's Svara, there's Raya, and Muna, you know, and, and Deus, and Halacha. It's all Torah, and it's all Gidre Talmatar. And this is such an important point, right, that, um, this, this explains how there's machlokas between makubalim, I'm talking about Kabbalah, and Kabbalah is more reliable because it's b'mesura. Yet there's no lack of machlokas between the makubalim, and sometimes even in very, very fundamental ideas, because it's like halacha. There are certain axioms that are makubal, memosha misinai, and then there are chidushim built on top of those axioms. Right? And, and Kabbalah, and certainly things that are even less than Kabbalah, they're derivative from Kabbalah, like Machshava, right? How we uh, want to weave and carve out a philosophy and a Weltanschauung and a worldview based on the Kabbalah. That's very open to interpretation and debate. And your position is about as good as your proof is. There's no like truth etched in stone that can't be argued with unless it's like one of those ideas that's a Misora all the way back to Moshe Misenai that we have those things in halach also, and on those things, there aren't machlokas. In the words of the Rambam in Hilchus Mamrim, kol davra sheyesh bo machlokas, biyadu Moshe. If it's a, there's a machlokas, then there isn't a direct mesorah, back to Moshe. Anything that there isn't a direct mesorah all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu is open to machlokas, and it makes no difference if it's in halacha, it makes no difference if it's, open in, if it's in hashkafa. 
And, and that was probably the most valuable lesson. He's saying, you know, it's okay, the Goyen held the Rambam didn't have Kabbalah. And the Rambam was wrong. And it, what he says is not Lefi Amitas Kabbalah. What's wrong with me? Just like I'm allowed to say a shir, being Miyashiv a Hasaga that the Goyen has on the Rambam in Lomdus, I could also say a shir, being Miyashiv a Hasaga that the Goyen has on the Rambam in Alts Kabbalah, Alts Machshava, Alts Emuna. And that's probably the most valuable lesson that I, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> out of that whole encounter that we had with him in, on that Friday afternoon. Uh, that, uh, aside from the Etzem Chiddush on how to learn up the Rambam elsewhere and what the Rambam meant by uh, that the, uh, the Kishof is all Shkorim, uh, this idea that realizing that, uh, that the field of, of Kabbalah and, and Machshava and Emuna and Deus is, is Torah. And it's open to, you know, the Gidre Talmud Torah and, and, and it's Nikva, the Halacha in, in what to believe in is Nikva based on your Amelos and based on the riots that you bring. Based on your, uh, the Makaris and Chazal, it's not magic that what some Majgiach says, that's Emuna, that's Hashkafa. It's Torah. And you just have to know it. You know, you have to be schooled in the Gidre Talmud Torah that apply to those things, which are slightly different than the Gidre Talmud Torah applied to Allah, but it's still Torah, which is learned. And it's Gepaskind, Kedarka Shal Torah, B'milchamta Shal Torah, B'pulpula Shal Torah. One more thing I, uh, I want to add, you know, uh, was, uh, just an interesting anecdote on another Rambam. It's, it's the, the very big issue what we have with the Rambam is that the Rambam, like we said, was the big, big posik, and he paskin for us in Emuna also. And uh, where his all-time greatest hit, which was so embraced by all Kla Yisrael and by the Mekubalim and the Shlach Kodesh has a whole shtickle of how the Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikrim are all Mechuvan al uh, um, it's, uh, the Ramba, the, it's the Shlach curse is in the Shara Isis on Aleph in uh, Emuna. Right? So the Rambam, you know, legislated Yud Gimel Ikrim, and he said, this is what's, uh, if you believe in these 13, you're in. If you don't believe in these 13, you're out. Yeah, right? Big, big Chedesh, you know. Now, uh, there are sources, you know, uh, dubious sources that say that there is a Messiah, that there are Yud Gimel Ikrim, the Shlom himself brings it some ancient tefillah from a Tivyomi, we don't know of which Tivyomi it was, if it's really Rav Tivyomi um, uh, that may have been in Amora or later, or yeah, but, yeah, talks about that there's Yud Gimel Ikrim, connected Yud Gimel Midas and connected the uh, the uh, you know Yudgum Midas of Rachamim and Yudgum Midas Shatorni Dreshbam. Yeah, uh, you know. By the way, there's uh, you know the Mekubalim do work with that of uh, darshening up the parallel between the thirteens, the Yudgum Ikrim with Yudgum Midas Rachamim and the Yudgum Midas Shatorni Dreshbam. It's, it's uh, the Mekubalim do darshen up. The question is how ancient is that tefillah that signed Tivyomi? You know that talks about a who give me emuna yud gimel ikrim. There are keneged. You know the uh, all the thirteens. Uh, what's written over there in the shlo uh, in the shara osius? Uh, you know, so it's something that bothers people, uh, and it's it's a big uh, controversy that we have with the calling the open orthodox Hashem Yirachim, and that uh, you know who was the Rambam to come and tell us two thousand years came out after Matan Torah. 
that in retrospect, these are the 13 things that the Torah demands that you believe in. Uh, long after you know, the Tanakh and the Hasimah Sashas, it comes the Rambam and says, there's 13 Ikrim. You would have thought it should have been mentioned somewhere earlier, if that's indeed the case. Right? So I asked for Moshe this once, uh, when I visited him on, uh, on a Cholomoid. I asked him this question. I had been doing my own research at Gimel Ikrim. I subsequently published a safer on the topic and asked him this question. Well, how could it be that a Jew lives 2,000 years after Matan Torah? Paskins for us, that, you know, retroactively, that since Matan Torah, you had to believe in these 13 ideas. So he told me, Masha Tomer Zolonachon. God demonstrated each one of the 13 Ikarim at the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So, uh, at the time, meaning it wasn't B'derach Tzivui, right? but in the, you know, if you go through analytically, you know, the, all the Maisim that HaKadosh Baruch did for us in Mitzrayim, and the whole Mitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is Geula, you know, that you could find allusions to all the I, all the 13 Ikrim. So as you know, it was already taught even before Matan Torah, but it was taught by demonstration. Right? It was taught by demonstration. So just observed it and was aware of it. And just the Rambam got around to codifying it. Right? You know what it was? Lo mashal ma'adavar daima halacha itself. You know, the Rambam writes, you know, that uh, in one of his letters, that he's almost, it's, it's almost embarrassing that Am Yisrael, that had a Torah now for 2,000 years, never had a comprehensive rule book. You know, think about it. You know, you know we didn't have a, you know, the mission is not a comprehensive rule book. It's, you know, it's, it's signposts. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know uh, the mission is uh, just alludes and in capsules, in code form, everything that says in the Gemara. The Gemara is pilpal. And you know, if a person knows how to learn well, 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 right, so he'll figure out the halacha from the pilpal of the Gemara. And some people aren't on that level. Isn't it amazing that for 2,000 years, our nation did not have a rule book, a comprehensive rule book that every other nation does have? You know, Ram writes about it in Shiva. It's an amazing thing. No one got around to writing something like the Mishnah Torah until the Rambam, because even the halacha books that came before the Rambam are not comprehensive. The Rambam was the first one to write all the rules of Kala Torah Kula. Dok It's amazing. Right? But, you know, the, the, the Surah of Torah was that it was that people were omade on the truths of Torah through Pilpul, and, uh, you know, and maybe people understood differently, so the Bezdin Agoro of that door would get together and Paskin, as is necessary, and they left the things Baalpeh, you know, until the days of the Rishonim, people like the Rambam wrote it all out. So just like it was that way in Halacha, it was that way Bashkafa also, you know, even before the Rambam, the Rufsad Yagon complains about this in the Hakdama to the Amunus Videus. He says, my contemporaries, you know, the other Gornim are beginning to write Halacha books. No, no one did what the Rambam did yet, but you know, the Halacha Skolos of Rav Shimon Kaira and others, they started writing, they started composing, they started being mad. He says, it's about time they're doing Halacha, it's about time someone do the same thing for Hashkafa, and he's writing the Amunus Videus. All right. So, 
Uh, the Rambam probably, you know, I think most people accept that the Rambam did a better job in the Mora Nevuchim. Most people say that. You know, uh, but you know, okay, but Rosagigon started you know, just a generation or two before the Rambam. <coughs> you know, a few generations before the Rambam. Right? And that was it. You know, until then, you know, just like there were no halachas for him, there were no hashkafas for him. So it, it's not just like you didn't have a comprehensive guide to Hilcho Shabbos, you know, even though Shabbos is so important. Right? Shabbos, you know, a person's Michal Shabbos is like, is like a guy if he doesn't, you know, before Hesse, you amazing. Right? And there was no comprehensive book on Hilchel Shabbos as important as Shabbos was. Right? Until the days of the early Rishonim. Right? <coughs> you know, so the same thing in Amunas Vedeus. No different. You know, you know, the kids are our Amuna and our Hashkafa, it, it's, it's Taira, it's not magic, it's Taira, and has to be learned, has to be learned by Amelis with Harvanya, with Pilpul, and, and that's what we have, just like we understand, hopefully we understand, that we have to be Amel in Pilpula Shel Taira, in Inyane Halacha, we have to be aware and get serious, and Inyane Hashkafa should not be left up to what you hear in a magazine, some Jewish magazine, or what you heard in some schmooze, or what you glean from some story about some tzaddik. It's a serious field of inquiry that has to be learned with serious Harvanya and Pilpul. Hashem Yizakein, Rav Moshe, opened that up for us and, and made us aware of that, and we have to, now that he's gone, we have a responsibility to keep, pass the torch and continue the Harvanya Ba'omek in Kol Chadre Torah, including Chadre Ha'emuna Vahira Vakabala Mitis.